Welcome to the Parker Web Partner Show, where we find creative solutions for creative agencies. Welcome to the Parker Web Partner Show. I'm Meryl Loeschner, founder of Smith Douglas Associates, a creative agency in New York. And let me introduce you to our co-host, Daryl Parker. Well, I'm Daryl Parker. I'm the owner of Parker Webb, and we'd love to have you here today. And we also have with us Caleb. Hello, hello. I'm Caleb Parsons. I'm a developer at Parker Webb. Welcome to the show. So we're going to be talking about the domain, the TLD, the top-level domain, .coms, your ParkerWeb.com, your domain itself, and all things domains today. So one of the things we're going to jump into with Caleb is just trying to understand how to track domain expirations, domain scams, things that come in, you know, that, that your clients may be running into, that you may be running into. Um, I'm going to be talking about our domain's intellectual property. Can they be trademarked? You know, is that something in my experience? And then we're going to have Ben Wilson with us for the roundtable from Delivery Path. And Ben knows way more than all of us put together about domains and hosting and dealing with DNS entries and all that fun stuff. So we're going to riff with him about domains and all the different TLDs, top-level domains that are out there. So, Caleb, what are you seeing on the uh, in the developer's desk? Yeah, so a fairly common uh, support ticket that we will get from a client is a email being forwarded to us that is your domain is going to expire soon or make sure to register your domain here in the annual website domain listing. And sometimes they're not really sure whether it is legit or not. Um, you know, we have plenty of clients where they're hosted somewhere, but their domain is somewhere else and their email is being managed by something else. And it can get really complicated really fast. And it's often just nice just to hear from someone, this is a legit email, make sure that you are renewing your domain or your site will go down or do not respond to this. This is spam. Don't worry about it. Um, it can be uh, many, many domains are set up to auto renew, but it's a really good idea to be familiar with when that renew date is, especially if you're changing, if you've just changed credit card information or anything like that. There are, uh, you know, payments that uh, cannot happen. And when those don't happen, uh, the site will go down usually immediately. So it's always yeah, a good I, idea to be on top of those things. I, I think one of the things that a lot of clients that we have struggle with sometimes is understanding that there's a registrar and then there's a host. And so like sometimes a host is hosting your website files and then someone is hosting your domain name itself. And sometimes they're the same people. So like, in, for instance, like a GoDaddy, right? They can sell you the domain name and they can host your website. And they're kind of, it kind of looks like it's the same thing, but really it's two different entities. So you knowing who your registrar is and who, you know, what company you're paying that fee to is going to save you a lot of hassle. But that's also one of the biggest scams is you, someone will send you a bill in the mail that says we're from domain name America or whatever it might be. And you need to renew your domain. 
And what they're trying to do is to get you to move your registrar from wherever you registered it over to the new place. And I, and I, I own hundreds of domains. I've bought hundreds of domains. And I think these people must spend a fortune sending me uh, mail in the mail because they're, they're trying to get me to change my registrar from whomever I registered with over to them so that, that my renewal has to happen through them because they make money on those renewals as well. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. It's it's something to really watch out for. And, you know, we'll we'll have clients that will take pictures of things because they do get sent in the mail too. And that's and that's when, you know, you get something and it's really easy just to think, oh, well, this is something that I need to pay because um, you know, it looks legit, it's got my site URL on it, when in reality it's not. And, and I'll just throw in here, one of the things that we do run into from time to time with domains is that they expire. And while we do our best to track a domain and try to prevent that from happening, and certainly if it's under our management, we, we ensure that it doesn't. But let's say it's under your management, you have the domain, you have it at a registrar, and you forget to renew it, like the credit card has expired or something like that. You only have about 30 days before someone else can renew that domain. It may have been extended to 90 recently, but you have a very short window of time before that domain goes right back out into the marketplace and someone else can try to buy that domain. Um, so it's very important that you understand the difference between host and registrar. Well, thanks, Caleb. I appreciate you sharing that information with us. Always a pleasure. Well, that was some great information from Caleb. So now we're going to talk a little bit about um, intellectual property and is a domain intellectual property or, or is it not? Um, what are your thoughts on that? What, what has been your experience? And before I tell you the answer, I don't want to, I don't want to steal the, steal the joy of the answer from you. It is absolutely IP. This is, this is how people find you. People find you by your name. People find you by your address. So this is probably the most important piece of intellectual property you have. Okay, so I'm going to counter you because we are in the middle of a little bit of this kind of legal dispute right now. And I have, I, that was always my opinion, exactly what you just said. And I have said that sentence many times. And I thought you might answer that way. So I set you up a little bit. But um, the reason, because that's exactly how I would have answered two weeks ago, right? And what I have since found out is that a domain name is essentially considered like an address. It's an intangible asset at best. The, the part that is protected, the part that is protected is what's in the domain name itself. So let's say that like, for instance, Google. Google is a trademarked name, right? So they own the service mark, it's a trademark, it's protected. So anything containing the word Google can now be um, protected underneath that trademark copyright law where you would go after intellectual property like that, right? But the, sheer, the domain itself is not considered um, either the filing of a trademark, like it doesn't give you that kind of protection. Um, it's no different than having an address on your house. Um, it's only if you have a service that's associated, like let's say that you live at 123 Main. Well, unless you have a business that's like 123 Main LLC and you have 
created a service mark and a trade underneath that business and you have a brand that's associated with it, it's not, it would not be protected just because it's a domain name. Now, uh, what if the name of your company includes the domain name? If I'm like 1-800-Flowers.com, that's the actual name of the company. Yes, and, and, and some would argue that so they, they named it that way for brandability, and we're going to touch on that in a little bit, I think. Um, but they also had to start, they had to refer to their company. And I think if you go look at that, that particular uh, setup, their company name is 1-800-Flowers.com. Like they've included that so that it is a service mark and the .com is a part of their, of their brand. And so it's that, it's that offline operation that U.S. patent and trademark law recognizes. It's not the domain itself. Um, so, you know, we'll talk a little bit later here about, you know, .net, .org, and should I reserve all these other domains? Um, and, I, and I believe, you know, the recommendation typically is if it's something that you feel strongly about, if it's something that you have a lot of investment in, yes, you know, go ahead and get those domains. Why? Because you don't want to create marketplace confusion. Absolutely. That's what the domain is for. It's, it's again, it's the address. It's I live an address. here. Yeah. If you're looking for information about me, you will find it here. You don't want to make it hard for people to find you. Right. And if, and you don't want someone else to be able to use your address and get your mail, you know, just to kind of follow the analogy to get your mail Mm -hmm. uh, when they think that they're getting to you and it's actually going to someone in, you know, in a different place. Absolutely. That's, that's why one of the things we were we'll be talking about with domain is like, if you want to go to the official White House website, it's whitehouse.gov. Right. You know what you're going to hit when you hit whitehouse.com? No. That's a porn site. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there, fans. Don't go there. <laughs> well, it used to be. They may have taken that down, but in the early days, oh, yes, there was all sorts of... Well, it almost makes you wonder, is the term White House trademarked or service marked or in some way have they protected the term White House? Um, that's, you know, that would be the question that I think the lawyers would love to get all over. But that's that's awesome. I, I did not know that. <laughs> but I, 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 I you know, they probably fixed that over time, but yeah, back in the early days... Well, I know like New Hampshire just went to, um, so it used to be like warnernh.com or townofwarner.com. And now they've created a standardized format to give the townships access to the .gov uh, TLD, top level domain, which we're going to talk more about. Um, so, you know, it's the appropriate use. And so when you think about, well, what, where, where is the best place for me to use my service mark and use my brand? that I've invested in that is a that is intellectual property, you do want to be pretty careful and considerate as to how you, you put that out there into the space. Absolutely. And it's keeping IP lawyers busy. <laughs> and that's what we like to do, keep lawyers busy. <laughs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to the section of the podcast that we like to call the roundtable. Um, today, we want to introduce you to Ben Wilson from Delivery Path. Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Hey, Daryl. Yeah, sure. Uh, Delivery Path is a WordPress website hosting agency. 
uh, we, we work with creative agencies like marketing companies and development shops and design shops who don't have an in-house techie nerd to take care of the security, performance, maintenance requirements that WordPress sites kind of require to stay stable and perform for their customers. So we work with those creative agencies and we take care of all the techie stuff. And that includes the topic of today's discussion, uh, domain names. Oh yeah, awesome. So how is that different from like what we do at Parker Web with the uh, changes to the websites that we do on the front end? Right. So there's a, so there's, it's kind of like uh, the metaphor that I use when I'm chatting with customers is kind of like uh, getting a car. So you go to the dealership, you could go to the used car dealership if you know what you're buying and you know the, you know, the, the industry and the space and the, the kind of car that you're going to get and you can take care of that and maintain it yourself. And that's fine. It's probably not for everybody. We're kind of like that higher end dealership. You go to the BMW store, you buy that BMW. Yeah, you're paying a little bit more, but car is never going to break down on the side of the road because you're on a scheduled maintenance <laughs> that you're kind of forced into because you paid for it. And your car is going to go in every three or six months. The oil is going to get changed. The windshield wipers are going to get done. Whenever you show up for your business meeting, your car is clean, performing, and you're always on time. And that's really important to a lot of customers who are selling e-commerce. And those websites need to be up and performing 24-7 internationally. Uh, that's important for customers that are expecting really great SEO results. Google's going to rank those sites that uh, perform a little bit faster. And so you pay a little bit more and you get that higher uh, quality output than, that you're expecting for your customers, that higher uh, level experience. Now, we're not for everybody. There are those customers that uh, have a techie nerd on staff and they're able to do that for themselves. That's great. Uh, but the creative agencies that we tend to work with they want to focus on marketing. They want to focus on branding and they can just source out to us. Now, they also might be working on development. So they would build that WordPress theme, Daryl. They would build that cool plugin to get that job done, meet that requirement for the customer. But who's going to take care of the maintenance of that website, that WordPress website, six months later? As the viewer may know, and Daryl, you definitely know this. Caleb knows because we chat all the time. WordPress needs to be maintained. If it's not, <laughs> well, bad things happen. And so it's always easier to fix it uh, a little bit each time. We do it sometimes daily, if not weekly, uh, for our customers. It's always easier to maintain the site than it is to wait for it to explode and try to go in and repair it and uh, have downtime and lost sales and poor ranking, all the negative things that come out of uh, not really taking care of your uh, web presence. And so we are that maintenance program that uh, customers hire to make sure that their site's always performing for them. So you go to the deal. So I think in, in my world, I would call that like a back-end maintenance services. You know, you're really focused on like the gears and the engine using that car analogy. How do you use Parker Web to support your right. clients? Basically? So oftentimes uh, Parker Web will maybe build a theme or build a plugin for a customer, solve a problem, an interesting problem. But the customer is working with us regularly on the maintenance. So I will go to the customer and say, hey, uh, we've been maintaining your site for a year or two, but there's a new version of PHP 8.2, which is a current uh, project that we're working on for all of our customers. We bring those customers PHP versions up to speed. 
there may be a conversation with Parker Webb where I have to call up Caleb and say, hey, that custom built theme serves the customer. We don't really need to invest in a whole new website. We just need some uh, modifications made to that theme or that plugin for compliance. And so that's when Parker Webb uh, takes over, works with the customer and makes a few modifications to that code. Of course, we bring it into our CRM, notate it and take, uh, take over the maintenance and continue the maintenance as normal moving forward. Right. Well, to your earlier point about domains, I mean, I think that's what we're going to talk about here today. Um, so the ink article that I sent over to you guys was the four domain trends that we're seeing, um, that, they, that they're seeing coming up in the domain space, that domains are going to be more creative, that we're going to see more voice search um, uh, in, in the future, that businesses are going to be using more country code domains and new web addresses are going to become more widespread. Um, you know, I think part of our, in preparation for this um, podcast, part of the things that we all discovered was just how many darn domains or TLDs, top level domains, there are out there. There's uh, over a thousand, I think, pushing like almost uh, 1,200, 1,400. Um, you guys have a favorite? We'll just jump into that real quick. You got a favorite domain that comes up? I think for me, one of my favorites is .coach because I'm a, I'm a coach and I provide coaching services for small businesses and I thought it was really cool that somebody had the foresight to create a .coach TLD, top-level domain. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm, I, of course, as a marketing consultant and a podcast producer, .marketing is is great. Though I'm amazed that they haven't had to come up .pod or .podcast yet. It's just like, I, yeah. it's only a matter of time, but seriously? It's got to happen, yeah. <laughs> and Caleb, you, you had an experience, a branding experience with a top-level domain. Yeah, when we first started talking about this topic, I just immediately thought of a uh, relatively local business in New England that have a strong radio presence where every single time they say merchantsauto.cars and that, that uh, URL just is fixed in my brain and just kind of pops up from time to time. That dot cars just was a uh, very smart idea on their part, and uh, it's a really good way of you know really sticking that that business that brand uh, with you. Absolutely. Yep. So, so Ben, I, I think you might have a counterpoint to the, the idea of using I a do. TLD. Okay. Go off the rails a little bit here. So, um, I don't know if I really have a particularly favorite TLD or top level domain. That's the domain extension for folks that maybe don't know. So, what's your domain name? Uh, ours is deliverypath.com. That's the TLD, the top level domain name. Some people might call it your website address and you wouldn't be totally wrong. That's pretty accurate. So uh, do I have a favorite TLD? Not really, but I do have uh, some ideas for how to creatively use your top level domain for your business or your project. So uh, some folks call it a subdomain. I call it a host maybe just because some techie history there. So add a word in front of the domain. So uh, our domain is deliverypath.com. So why not do billing.deliverypath.com? Yeah. What's neat about that is there's a built-in security feature to it. And this was, uh, maybe you remember there was an article in 2017, Daryl, about, and we probably all read about it because it was in the news cycle at the time. There was that Equifax hack and uh, some bad stuff had happened. 
And so Equifax came along and released another domain name. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't off of, it wasn't Equifax.com. They created another domain name oh. and said, yeah, go here, put in some personal information and we'll fix the problem. Well, that's exactly what scammers do. Scammers would say, go to Equifax. We solve all your problems. Give us your personal information.com. Yippee-yay, right? So that's where you would go to get scammed. Well, they kind of did that. Now, they weren't scamming people. They just didn't make a really good decision on that strategy. So the solution would have been maybe security.equifax.com. If you control the TLD, Equifax.com, you control the ability to create any host name or subdomain. Uh, that's connected to it. So it has this built-in security. If I go to security.equifax.com, I know I'm still doing business with Equifax. If I go to billing.deliverypath.com, I know that I'm still doing business with DeliveryPath. And so that's a neat way. And it's, by the way, it's free because you own that domain name. You can create an unlimited number of hosts. So you could do billing, you could do service, you could have your ticket system, your support.deliverypath.com. Those could be different web addresses. So you can get really get creative with that. And there's no additional cost because you already own the top level domain. So I know that, that like going back to like merchantsauto.cars, right? I mean, that's just a, it's an easy thing to say on the radio. It's quick. It's kind of brandy. The marketing people really love this kind of memorable type of things, right? They land. How does that work? Like, I'm sure that there's probably some kind of redirect or some kind of lay, layover. If you go to that, that goes to their .com, um, or perhaps it's a completely separate site. How, how do, but how would it work if I were just trying to set that up for one of my clients? Well, there's probably a, a couple different ways we can set up. Uh, if you own well, this goes into that conversation about which domain names should I buy? How many should I get? Right. Uh, and we can we can it's probably a good segue to that topic. So uh, and I was just having this conversation yesterday with a client. Do I buy the dot net, the dot com, the dot org, the dot co? I have my clients right? do the same thing. It's like, and, and then, oh, I, no, I, I, no one's going to steal my domain. I need to get domains right. on everything. It's like, right. No, I, need to get, I need to get that uh, ownership on everything. And so um, and I'll answer the question first, Daryl, and then I'll provide some uh, thoughts on that second piece, which is um, you could decide. I mean, if your marketing professional has some really creative ideas to make dot cars, the primary domain, well, you can acquire the .com and redirect it to the .cars website, or the .auto website, and that could be your primary. In my experience, being a website hosting vendor, when we chat with a lot of customers about this, and we see it a lot, folks would, in our experience, probably half the time, would still type in something .cars.com. Oh. They'd add the .com because they just assume, right? And that's maybe a generational thing. I'm old, so I might actually still do that myself because I just have the muscle memory of typing .com on my keyboard. Your so phone, it, when you're typing in things, there's right. a .com <laughs> selection. Yeah, so, the yeah. auto right. suggestions. So yeah. set up redirects as you can. Uh, obviously, you probably don't own autos.com, so you can't redirect that. Uh, so um, to, to the other topic is, should I get the .net? Should I get the .org? And the, the can response that I have for customers, which usually applies, usually works pretty well, is if your project or your business, the service that you provide is brand, is really heavy on brand. And we know who those companies are. We're, we work with them all the time. Uh, and, and if you are one of those, you know who you are. So your brand and that name 
is really important, then yeah, go get the .net and the .org and the .whatever. The cost is relatively low and set up redirects to your primary, which might be a .com. So I've got a skincare company and they're really heavy on brand. And so they acquire all these other combinations. They happen to be .coms and .nets. And they all redirect to the primary. The other thing that they do, and I recommend folks, uh, if you know how to do this or you'll hire a company like ours, we, we do this for our customers, is go into the DNS settings. This is that kind of scary underbelly, the wiring that makes the internet go. That DNS, you go in there and you set up restrictions to prevent mail services from operating on the domain names that are redirecting. Because, for example, I, have, I own the website, uh, the domain deliverypath.services. We just use it for an internal project. It's for an intranet project. But there should never be any mail sent to or from it. A bad actor might spin up a mail server and start sending spam from deliverypath.services. Well, you can put a stop to that. And so you can have your portfolio of domains that are all redirecting to your primary.com. And you can uh, put up restrictions to prevent mail from being sent or received with those domains. So always great. have redirects to your primary and prevent mail services from being uh, run on those domains as well. Yeah, that's Excellent. a great housekeeping tip for sure. Yep. yep. So, so how does all this translate over to voice search, Meryl? Uh, did you look into that at all? I, I looked into it and it's, it's not there yet. It's getting there. But it, it, again, it depends on how you're voice searching, what you're voice searching with. Sometimes it will immediately try to find a .com. Like, it's, like Benjamin was saying, it's the make sure you have things that will go back because you have ilovecats.com and ilovecats.marketing and it's two different companies. It's just like, oh, uh, do a search for I Love Cats. Usually they're going to look for the .com because that's kind of the, the default part at this point. But yeah, as more... I keep wanting to call it a TLDR because that's that, yeah. that's what I battle on a regular basis. <laughs> There's so many domain names out there that unless it's very, very specific, and it may get that way in the future, that it's not quite there yet and your web searches are going to be looking at the, the dot coms, mm -hmm. possibly the nets and the orgs, but most people... I, I am an old person too. And yeah, com is commercial, org is nonprofit, and net is network. But that's not true anymore. There's just so much of it out there. But yeah, it's, it's definitely going to make SEO a bit of a challenge going forward in the future. What are the thoughts about the other domain names on the list? The I think Daryl said there were a thousand and, and I think that's probably about right. Uh, I mean, I know have I have my thoughts, but uh, as the panelists asking the panel here, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on the usage of those other, uh, I'm thinking about .tv or .xyz. What are you seeing? Well, as, as a branding person also, part of me is just like, ooh, cool, that, that's great. That's, but again, it's, it's top level great, open the hood complicated, because like you were saying, people autopilot to .com. And what one of my clients does, he's an eco-friendly printer. So he's eco-friendly printing.com, but he's also eco-friendly.eco 
because the echo domain is for people in environmental mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But he, he kept trying to push dot echo. Look, I'm a dot echo. And people are like, you spelled com wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, it's, it's going to be, it's going to take time for that. I, I think for me, um, it's a branding opportunity, but I kind of have my feet, my feet in both worlds, one foot in one world, one foot in the other. So I always default to, if I can't get the .com version of the, like merchantautos.cars, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I would want merchantautocars.com. And if I can't get that, I'm more, I'm less likely to use the merchantauto.cars because I want to be sure that um, if someone does make that, that um, typo, you know, when they add on the .com or it gets automatically put on, that I can still get there. So... I think it's a really good branding opportunity. It does represent a different, like, especially if you're doing print or radio advertising, mm -hmm. it's a way to kind of really track mm -hmm. where did that come from without having to make the domain complex. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think that you have to think of them kind of hand in hand for now. Now, I, I think that, and I agree kind of with the Inc. article, that that's trend, the trend is going to where it's going to become more and more acceptable that, that .com is kind of like, that's what got us here. Um, but that's not necessarily the future of where it's going. Are you seeing requests come in, Caleb, for people using top different types of TLDs or top-level domains and, and associating them with the websites? Yeah, I've been thinking about it, and I would say we have really only a handful of clients yeah. that are using anything other than .com. Uh, really, the only one that comes to mind is .io. Yeah, uh, we've got one or two folks that are that are using that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm sure that as things begin to progress and become more popular, we'll we'll start to see it more often. Delivery path is a registrar. So we get uh, requests to buy domain names almost daily from our customers and or add to their portfolios. Dot IO comes up uh, pretty common. It's a it's an ask to add to the portfolio. But uh, I can also say that I probably only have one customer in our whole portfolio that uses .io as the primary URL. Yeah, I've seen a lot of .app, um, so .app. I've seen that mm -hmm. coming out more often in like some of the business spaces where people are trying to create tools. Um, they use that .app or .ai. Is, is I'm seeing that more often too. Yeah, lawyers love .law. Yeah, right. Dot law, yeah. Well, which was funny because it wasn't until you gave me that list that I realized that the TLDs could be more than three letters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like I, I saw dot law, dot echo, and then I saw the list. I'm like, oh, oh, it could be a whole other word. Well, just to give yeah. you the power of Google, Google has dot Google, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> I mean, well, if you have the funds and the time and the attorneys, you can apply to have a a TLD created. I'm getting so a, a lot of those exist because there are some organizations out there that do this. So uh, yeah, that was going to yeah. be my question. If you like, I'm a podcast producer. There's no dot podcast. Who do I ask to create dot podcast? Uh, you can do some reading. I would Google the topic. There is a pathway for you. Uh, and I will, you, you will get sleepy and you will find yourself <laughs> withering away with that desire as you read more and more <laughs> like I have. But Who can I can make to do the work to get the done? That's the question. Yeah, they're out there. Uh, and uh, there's some there's some websites that have that uh, information. I, I can, I-C-A-N-N -N 
is an organization that's involved here. And so there's some documentation that's published. Yeah, and if you want to see all the TLDs, you can do a TLD, you know, top-level domain, but you can search TLD list or list of all TLDs, and that will give you the list of them. But, you know, one of the things that we like to do as we close up is, is we get into the tools. Like, what's a tool that you like? What's one of the things that um, stands out to you? And that's one of the ones I was going to bring up is domains.google. Um, there's over 300 uh, TLDs available on that for research. You know, if you want to buy through them, you can. If you want to buy through Ben, you can. Um, but you can do some research on, you know, the various kinds of TLDs that are out there. So I, I'm pretty sure they're one of the biggest holders of TLDs. So usually like a, the registrar for the TLD is going to be different, potentially different. Like GoDaddy doesn't offer all the same TLDs that Google does. It's an important point, Daryl. If you wanted to, just because we have for a project, we have the .ly extension. Yeah. Uh, that's a two letter extension. Uh, you can only buy that through one registrar, and that's the only, I believe it's the only domain they sell, and you can't transfer it anywhere else. Right. So you'll see this trend with some of those other newer TLDs. Uh, maybe you can buy it at GoDaddy, but you can't really transfer it away from GoDaddy to another vendor uh, if you find you don't want to do business with GoDaddy anymore. They may not support it. I, I have a feeling that's going to change with time, but... The .ly is a really extreme example. Uh, you can only get it with that one registrar, and it has to stay there. Right. <laughs> Caleb, what were some tools that you came, or what's a tool you, you think about when you think about domains? Uh, mxtoolbox.com oh, yeah, is good. used basically on a daily basis by my coworkers and I whenever we need to quickly look up the dns or you know do a quick who is lookup to figure out you know kind of help a client who has forgotten where their site is hosted or doesn't have that information um it's always a really good way to test uh an email server um and and uh and things like that um and then i also just wanted to uh, bring up uh ben i know that most if not all of the sites at Delivery Path are hosted through WP Engine, which is one of our favorite uh, hosting platforms to work with. Um, so I just 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 wanted to let you know about that. We love WP Engine; they're a great vendor. Yeah, they, we've worked with them for a long time. They're a great mm -hmm. vendor. Yep. Merrill Tools. Well, before we get to tools, uh, on June fifteenth, two thousand twenty-three, Google entered definitive agreement with Squarespace, where they intend to purchase all domain registrations and related customer accounts from Google Domains. So be aware that that is happening. So Squarespace is buying Google dot or domains dot Google. Correct. Okay. Oh, well, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> we make we try to make our content evergreen here. <laughs> well, so when things we learn change. <laughs> exactly. And the app I use a lot is because things change, sometimes you want to see it the old way. So I'm talking about the Smithsonian of the internet, and that's Internet Archive and the Wayback yeah. Machine. I work with some people with their websites. I had a client call, and they said, yeah, we're doing something. Check my website. I checked their website. I called back. Your website's missing. What do you mean my website's missing? It's, there's 404, it's not there. Who, who did you have, who was your, 
who did your website? Uh, one of the neighbor's kids a couple of years ago. I <laughs> so I was able to reach out to one of my web developers. We found his website, a copy of his website on the Wayback Machine as part of the Internet Archive. And we were able to rebuild and recreate the whole website in about an hour. And oh, so wow. then he was back up and operational. So if you're ever wondering, oh, that, that website I used to really love in like 2005, it may be there. Those old weird GeoCities websites with, you know, the purple background, the black text and the sparkles and unicorns, they may have them there. And you could also actually go into the Wayback Machine and say, back up my heart, back up my website. So just in case hackers get it, whatever, if for whatever reason, whoever you have doing your website, if i.e. if you're not using a professional like Daryl and Benjamin, you should be able to find the original version of your website. It's just a kind of a photograph. It's not all the coding. It's just kind of a snapshot, but it'll say, this is what it looked like at this time in space. And, and while you're there, get out the company card, make a $10 donation. What they yes. do is really impressive and they've been stable and available for, I've been in this business for almost 30 years now and uh, they've been around. So, yes, so uh, do not out. go to the Internet Archive unless you have about eight hours to go down the rabbit hole because <laughs> right. it is the Smithsonian attic of the Internet. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was going to go ahead and recommend the, the one tool that we use is very similar to the tool that Caleb uses. In fact, I think it's encoded into it. It's a Google app. Uh, well, Google, you go to toolbox.googleapps.com and it's called Dig and it's a really old tool that allows you to inspect a name server and look up the DNS records for a domain name. And so we do that a lot for customers when we're bringing over a website to our servers or doing a mail server upgrade, maybe a migration. We need to see what does the internet know about that .com or .tv. And DIG is a tool that is publicly available that allows you to do that inspection. It happens to be available in the MX toolbox that Caleb was talking about. So that MX, I think it's mxtoolbox.com, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. mxtoolbox, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And so you can uh, enjoy Dig, the features of Dig at that website as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us here today, Ben. Tell us, tell folks how they can reach you, how they can uh, find you online. You can uh, learn more about Delivery Path at deliverypath.com. <laughs> and you can also email me, ben at deliverypath.com. And uh, our contact information is right there. You can read about what we do. I'm happy to get on a Zoom call and go over what you got and see how we can help you out. And all the links will be in the show notes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for listening. Today we talked about domains and TLDs, top-level domains, and, and learning more about how to answer questions for your customers when they come up about these topics. We talked about some scams that are showing up in the space, um, some best practices and understanding the difference between a host and a registrar. We talked about domains as intellectual property. Can they be copyrighted? Can they not? And then we got into just a fun discussion about TLDs, uh, top-level domains, and you know how to use them in your branding, how to use them with new technologies like voice search. So we really appreciate you joining us here today. And uh, you can find us online at any place uh, at parkerweb.com. And Meryl, where can they find you? And you can find me at Smith Douglas Associates, two S's in Douglas, smithdouglas.com. Perfect. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next show.
You've been listening to the Parker Web Partners Show. If you need help in this ever-changing digital world, reach out to us at 877-321-2251 or visit our website at parkerweb.com.